Atomic Kingdom Podcast uh, Day Late Edition. Sorry, guys, we're a day late today. Uh, my name is Dave. Joining me tonight is Jenny. Hello. Jenny, how are you? Live and kicking. <laughs> uh, it's been busy geek-wise. Uh, there's lots of cool stuff to do, read, and see. So we, we're a little delayed this week in getting this podcast recorded, but here it is. Uh, it's nearly live. It's like going to be released an hour after we recorded it, but that's because it's urgent. It's It needs to be out now. Uh, we got a chance to sit down and talk to actress, director, writer, extraordinaire Alexa Shackelford. She is steer. What, what do you call it? Uh, she is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the word I'm looking for. Uh, she she's um, got awesome. a pro. She's, she's, she's very awesome. awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, she's got a project that she's working on that she's trying to get some some uh, crowdsource funding from Indiegogo. Uh, the project is called Imperceptible. And you can find it by going to Facebook or imperceptible, was it movie.com? Yes, or film.com. Either way, the link is in the show notes. Please click it, and we will tweet it out, of course. Uh, And she says it. We make sure she says it at least twice. (laughs) So uh, it's in there a lot. Uh, Go there, support this, this project, 15 bucks. And, uh, you you, you know, that's the the least amount. You'll get a copy of the score and – uh, you know, go up ten bucks more, twenty five bucks. You get a digital download of the movie, so you'll get it right away, and you'll get to see it. Uh, just help support this because you know, regular people making cool stuff—that's what this is all about, right? Totally. So she's a cool lady, and she's trying to do a very cool project. And guys, she loves Buffy almost, maybe about as much as I do. Uh, you're going to find out in a second. She's a legit comic book fan too. She's, she's not pretending. Uh, so we're going to get into it now. No more delay. Here it is. Our interview with Alexa Shackelford. All right. Joining us today is an actress, uh, director, writer. She does it all. Uh, her name is Alexa Shackelford and she's here to talk to us about, uh, well, not just this, this project that she's, she's working on now but all things she's done and of course we'll we'll take the conversation all over the place if that's right with her uh alexa thanks for joining us hi thanks for having me (laughs) uh something we like to do with any guest we have you know we're a geek culture podcast and website so we like to ask what what our guests geek cred is like what is what, what are the things that they get geeky about uh Comic books, movies, art, music, whatever it is. Uh, is there anything that, that you just get like super obsessive about? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Comic books and comic book movies. I'm obsessed. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I, ha- I have to ask, what's what's your favorite comic book character? Oh, it's so hard. I have to say <laughs> recently Deadpool because I just loved that movie, first of all. So it's the freshest in my brain. And that's just my favorite comic book character at the moment. <laughs> Were you a fan before the movie, or did that spark it? I was, actually. I okay. was waiting for that movie for years, because I saw X, uh, Wolverine, and I saw how obliterated that character got. So <laughs> I wanted them to redeem Deadpool for, what, like 10 years, I think it took them, and then they finally did, like, when I saw it a month ago. So 10 years? Was, it feels like an eternity. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was looking at the forums and seeing where the movie was at for a good amount of time before it finally 
came to fruition. <laughs> uh, what what got you into comic books? Um, honestly, I've always kind of been into um, comic books. I, I feel like it's like I, I wish I had like a really touching story <laughs> for how I got into comic books, but it's always just been something I've been interested in. Like one of my favorite shows growing up was Smallville. Okay, like, I think that's like one of the first shows I watched. And, uh, yeah, like, and then I, I just really love that kind of genre. I love, I mean, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that's not really comic books, but I, it did get turned into a comic book. So I just always kind of been into, like, fantasy and, like, um, genres and, like, really, really, um, like, empowering, like, characters that have superpowers, you know? <laughs> so far, you're always saying... Always been super cool to me. <laughs> we're, we're agreeing 100%. Comic books, Buffy, it, it's all working out right now. <laughs> All right, my people. <laughs> uh, did you see? Uh, I don't know, Jenny. Have you seen it yet? Batman vs Superman. I have not. Oh, yeah. I saw it. Out. All right. I were you? See it. Were you one of the disappointed or one of the extremely excited? I was. I had low expectations going in. I think I didn't like Man of Steel very much because I don't like Zack Snyder that much. I feel like his <laughs> he has a very good style. But that's about it. He makes, like, really cool superhero music videos, right. I like to say, <laughs> where they're all, like, slow motion, cool shots, but there's not really, like, a structure to the stories he tells. Yeah, I think it would have been a two-hour movie if it hadn't had the slow motion parts. Yeah, like, if I had seen Ben Affleck, like, walking in slow motion in a field one more time during that movie, <laughs> I probably would have, like, blew it out my brains. But the <laughs> acting was really good. <laughs> Yeah, it always that comes. That might be the best review yet. <laughs> I would yeah, my there's just a lot of sl- if you like slow motion shots, like it's the movie for you. But I felt it was a little too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, what? Which which of the remaining comic book movies are you most looking forward to the rest of this year? Uh, X Men. I really am excited for X Men. I really liked the the reboots, so I think they they've saved the franchise, and I'm really excited for X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Oscar Isaac too. So. Oh, I know. Michael Fassbender <laughs> always always does it for me. Yeah, so. love it. Well, you're so what you're working on? You've got a, a Indiegogo, right? Campaign I do. Going I do something. have an Indiegogo campaign for um, my film. It's called Imperceptible. Um, so it's basically I'm trying to get funding for a short film that's based off a feature I wrote last year about a girl who loves comic books. Um, but she has agoraphobia. So I wanted to write something in the, in the magical realism genre. So she has agoraphobia and the way that she kind of deals with it is she like imagines that she's um, in a comic book or that she has superpowers. And that's the concept of the film. <laughs> Very cool. So how far, so, you know, bring us up to the speed of how the funding goes for this. Like, I know on the site you can you can do download like you can you can donate money you get certain things. Um, what? How far along in the process do you have? Do you have the script ready? Yeah, we have the script ready. I've had that ready for quite a while. It's um, I think I'm still trying to tweak a couple things until actual production. But as of now, it's locked. The what we want to shoot, we have the comic book store locked. We have our cast and crew locked. All, But what we don't have locked is the money, but everything else is basically locked. So once we get the money that we need, we can just go in and shoot shoot it. So, And we have uh, five days left in our campaign, so we are in the home stretch of, of that. <laughs> nice. 
Um, so obviously it's got to come from what you're just talking about, your geek cred of loving comic books. Um, do you, your character in it, does it relate to it? Do you pull from any of the comic book characters, any of like the female heroines or? Yeah, I do to a certain extent. And I really, um, you know, it's, I wanted to also like emphasize that it's not exactly a comic book film, but it's about a girl who's struggling with a mental disorder and she uses comic books as a vice to kind of deal with that disorder. So there are elements of that, but um, a lot of it is like her dealing with like this in- social anxiety disorder that she does have. That's always good too. Like a lot of like what in my perception, like when you see a movie that has like an underlining cause or a theme to it, you kind of understand it more. It's kind of like where Daredevil's going, you know, because he's he's the blind guy and and all that. But it's good to bring those subject matters to the forefront. Um. Does the film, the way you see it going, is it going to touch more on the disability at hand? Or yeah. is it going to be more of the adventures that she gets in because of it? Um, well, a little bit of both. So, like, the theme I'm trying to do, like, um, to explain is um, is that she is a girl who's, she she's really scared. She has a lot of anxiety. So in turn, she's really lonely. So like, I want to like kind of have the theme of like, you know, because she's so lonely, she's unhappy. So she wants to have the courage, like, and basically from these comic book characters to live her life and to get over her anxiety disorder, which would lead to her having like a happy, fulfilling life because she doesn't have that right now because she's so fearful of, of being, in the real world and being in society that she's extremely lonely and, and just unhappy. So that's her struggle that she's trying to overcome is that she is trying to find the courage to overcome her anxiety disorder. And she, and she's trying to use comic books as like a vice for that. Got it. Um, you want to talk a little bit about the supporting cast? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, we have a really good cast. We um we've casted um uh really uh, like awesome people. Um we have a little girl and um her name's Katia Peel. Um and she's playing um a little girl that walks into the comic book store and she instantly connects with Phoebe who's the character I would be playing. Um and then we have another um actor his name's Chris O'Shea and he is playing um, basically her love interest who is also her brother, um, the little girl's brother. And, um, and then Liam Fountain is going to be playing the comic book store owner. And we casted all these people. They're amazing. We went through a lot of auditions and, um, yeah, it was, it's, it's awesome. With, with it being, uh, a startup like this, do you, are you running the ship? Do you do the casting and, and the writing and the producing, or do you have I do. <laughs> I have some backup. So um, my DP, who I've worked with on all my films, like the last six films we've worked on, um, his name is Fran Salvatierra, and he's a wonderful cinematographer and editor, and he's helped me a lot with, um, like, we already have it all shot listed, and he's helped with, like, with the Indiegogo campaign, with, like, Photoshop and everything, and then my producer, Mauricio Aroha, he's, um, he's helping with the crowdfunding and the budgeting, and he helped with casting, so I do have a lot of help, um, and we're all just kind of doing this together, especially when you have such a limited budget, you know, it's all, like, we're all a team. We're like t- trying to make this. We're just trying to make this film happen. 
Um, so tell us a little bit about how you can go on and donate to the cause and how you get updates as this progresses on. Yeah, absolutely. We do. We try to do daily updates. We have a Facebook page. Um, it's called, um, it's imperceptible. Like, um, if you look up imperceptible on Facebook, it will go straight to the page. And then if you just go to www.imperceptiblefilm.com, it'll redirect you right to the Indiegogo page and, um, we post updates every day, um, and you can go and just donate directly on the Indiegogo page. So it's pretty easy. As soon as you go to imperceptilefilm.com, it'll take you straight to the page. And we have a video explaining the story with the cast and crew, as well as the synopsis and storyboards. We have a bunch of storyboards. That, um, we had a wonderful storyboard artist. His name's um, Daniel Schrader, and he did all the storyboard art for it. And it's really awesome and comic book covers, and which will all be featured in the film. Yeah, I was going to say, when you go to the go to the site, the first where it's screen captures of the video, before you hit it, there's this awesome, like, empowered woman like, standing there. And the art style is really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that that, that is Daniel. All Daniel. He, he did the comic book cover and all the comic book art and the storyboards. Like, I can't draw at all. So we were on the phone for, like, two hours, and I was trying to explain exactly what I wanted. And he, he delivered, like like so much it was like I'm so happy with what he drew and it's really I hope I'm hoping that it, it you know it intrigues people to want to donate and see this film happen so I'm looking at it as well um do you want to share kind of the different different levels of donations uh sure you know I actually don't have the page on me right now but um yeah um th there's a lot of cool stuff we kind of um um, teamed up with Hypno Comics, which is the comic book store we would be filming at. So we thought it would be cool, like that some of the perks would be like, um, you know, some t-shirts maybe. And then obviously once you donate um, like $25 or more, you would get the music from the film that, um, and um, like basically a download. So you get the film, the download. Um, one of the perks is a comic book cover. Like we would have the the comic book that we're going to use in the film, we would probably, we would send that to you. We would do copies and send that to you. Um, if you donate a thousand dollars or more, you get executive producer credit. Um, so I think we have a lot of cool perks. Um, and yeah, it'd be pretty cool to get a cover of something within a film, you know? Yeah. So, you know, especially since it is like a comic book inspired film, we thought like, oh, what better thing to, to give people than a comic book if they, <laughs> they donate them money. I'm actually looking at the page right now. I'm seeing how much. Um, so yeah, where so did, like $50 or more, you would get the comic book cover. That's awesome. So how, how do you find all the music? Like what type of music is it in, in the soundtrack? Well, we haven't done the soundtrack yet, but, um, the, the, um, the music that's in the fundraising cam um, campaign video is from a, a woman, her name's Marina V and she, she does a lot of really cool music and we're, we're in talks with her on it for her composing the, the film's music. And you can, um, you can hear her, her song on, um, on the Indiegogo page in the video. And then we also have a link to all her stuff and her bio in the on the imperceptible page on the Indiegogo page. Uh, to kind of, uh, we'll, 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 I absolutely am going to come back to the movie or the project, but I wanted to ask you, how did you personally get into uh, filmmaking and acting and all of that? Like what, 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 what made you want to do this? 
Well, um, I've always kind of wanted to do this uh, since high school. I think um, I, I did take a couple of years there where um, I had a little pressure from my parents. They're like, oh, well, you should do something practical. And <laughs> it didn't last very long. But um, I actually went to community college in Orange County. That's where I grew up. Um, I went to Saddleback College. And that's um, where my film um, – I got most of my um, – my schooling for film done. And honestly, it's probably one of the best film schools I ever went to. Like I love UCLA, but as far as like practical filmmaking, like I, I have to owe it all to Saddleback college, <laughs> which is like a wonderful community college. It was like 50 bucks a class. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, um, and I met most of my, like the, the crew that I work with, like Franz, who's the cinematographer on the, on my film. And I've worked with him so many times. I've, um, I went to school with him and I met him there. I met, um, my friend Jeremy Reyes, um, he, I did my last film with him. I met him at Saddleback. And, um, so I went there for a couple of years and then I went to UCLA, um, and I kind of built my network there as well. What was, uh, I gotta, I gotta ask, what was the, the short term practical, uh, career choice were you leaning towards? Oh geez. I didn't even like, <laughs> I was like, I was pretty good at math. Like math always came easy to me, like in high school. Um, and early college. So I kind of mm-hmm. was like, Oh, maybe I should get into something that's more like math based. And I took a couple computer science classes and then I just realized like, I don't want my life to be this. And Oof. I, I just always went back to film. So yeah. it, it was a very short lived, like <laughs> that, that was my short lived major right out of high school too. It was computer science. And then I said, that's too much science for me. Yeah, exactly. And it's and like it's still like I I majored when I went to UCLA. I majored in anthropology. Okay. Um, which is still like a really, I mean, also another field where you can't really get a job in. But I majored in it anyway. <laughs> but 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 you would be Indiana Jones. That's all I got from that. Oh <laughs> uh, no, there's so many other aspects of anthropology by Indiana Jones. But but yes, yeah. So basically, it's like become an academic or like. Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> or Jurassic Park. So. You could get invited to some island one day. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's always. But yeah, no, film's always been my love, and, you know, I've decided to explore that, it's, it's, like, fully. I've always wondered, because, like, I've never taken that leap, like, to drop everything and follow that dream, where it's that dream where, you know, it's it's a huge risk, where. You know, you can go to college and you can you can be an accountant, you can be an, a lawyer if you learn. But to to take the leap to be you know something somebody creative like an actor, a director, a writer that's that's a huge risk. I mean, uh, you really got to love what you're doing to to just jump right into something like like that where it's not as practical as your parents would would want you to do. Oh, absolutely! If you don't love this, this is not the industry to be in. Like, I have my days sometimes where I'm just like, "What am I doing with my life?" <laughs> but then, like, it, it's like moments though. And then, you know, I always like it's like I, I think back and I'm just like, I I don't imagine myself doing anything else. Like, I this is like what I live and breathe. So, and that's how you know you're doing the right thing. I think because you you just don't, yeah. you don't you can't see anything else. No, I can't at all. Even um, even after all the the horrible, you know the auditions that you have to go on, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, that's all um, I ever hear is the audition room is like the worst place to be. <laughs> it's not that, I mean, yeah, it's not <laughs> that bad. I, you definitely have to have some thick skin. I would, I, I would feel like if, if my confidence was like really, really bad and you're a thin skinned person, it's not mm-hmm. the industry for you. <laughs> if, if you were actually uh Phoebe, it would probably be an issue. 
Oh yeah, that would definitely <laughs> that wouldn't even be on her radar. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, so when you when you wrote this story, like, did you just this was this was the idea? Like, did you have this idea for a long time for Imperceptible, or was this something that just kind of came to you recently and you said, "I need to make this"? And um. Well, it kind of came to me, like, all at once. Um, I knew I always wanted to write something in the magical realism genre. Um, I did have a couple short films that were, like, my first couple short films, like, moving out to L.A. are in the magical realism genre. So it's always been something I've been drawn to. And so I knew I wanted to write a movie about that. And the fact that I, I love comic books. And then um, I've, I, re, I found out about agoraphobia. Like, I don't have it, but I... You know, I've done a lot of therapy and I've done a lot of like research on mental disorders and it was always something that fascinated me. So I just it just kind of came to where I was I it like that was like, oh, what if this girl who has agoraphobia and is afraid of everything is obsessed with comic books about, you know, invincible people that have like are brave and courageous. Like I just thought it was an interesting juxtaposition to like frame a story uh, around. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how it came to fruition. I I think it's uh, a genius idea because you look at like the comic book characters of today and it's like, well, Superman has kryptonite. It's, it's like a, like a metaphoric weakness, you know, that we're supposed to imply. I mean, it's a real weakness, but it has like layers of metaphor in, into it. But this, this character has a real weakness. This is like a real person that everybody can relate to. Maybe not to a certain extreme, like not everybody is agoraphobic, but it's, it's a very real situation and not, uh, an asteroid from another planet. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it was really interesting to me because um, when I started writing the, um, the script, I, um, I kind of posted on Facebook cause, um, I want, I was doing research on agoraphobia. I like had asked like, um, therapists and then I looked up like some Reddit forums and then I asked on Facebook, like, Oh, if anybody has agoraphobia, um, you know, if you could uh, private message me, like if you, if you feel comfortable, like I'd love to hear more about it. Cause I really, I'm writing the story about a girl who's agoraphobic and I want to make it as accurate as possible. And I had friends message me that like, I just had never even thought like had agoraphobia and like, you know, they kept it so under the radar and they would tell me these like, you know, how they would have so much anxiety and, and like hyperventilate and like certain situations, like when it got too busy in a room or, it was just very interesting to hear from people that I had no idea had like had this disorder hmm. and they were just like, you know, normal people. Like, <laughs> like so many people were just like messaging me. It was, it was very interesting to, to, to see so many people respond to it. So what, what explain, I, I have a, a, a limited <laughs> definition of agoraphobia. Do you want to explain it to people? Oh yeah, agoraphobia is um it's basically a social anxiety disorder. So um people get um anxiety or sometimes it it'll be like panic um panic attacks mm -hmm. if they are in a like around a bunch of people and, and they get overwhelmed or like if, you know if they're in a bar and it gets so crowded or you know even if someone's just like talking to them and they don't really know how to handle the situation um, they, they'll like start having anxiety and sometimes it turns into a full blown panic attack. Sometimes it's really uncomfortable and they just want to get out of there immediately. So there's varying degrees of agoraphobia. Oh, I definitely know a person that has agoraphobia. He just does not like, like he won't huge comic book movie fan and he'll just won't go to the theater to see it because there's just too many people. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, that, that is an aspect of it. And, it, and it's in, like, varying degrees. Like, sometimes people have agoraphobic behavior, but they're not, like, they wouldn't consider themselves, like, agoraphobic because mm-hmm. it doesn't really, like, in the aspect of their whole life, like, it doesn't affect them as much. But then there's people that have it where they don't even leave their house and they'll they'll structure their life around the disorder. Like, they'll just work from home um, and they just never see people because they don't want to risk the, like, a, an episode, like a yeah. panic attack. So, all right. So I want to come back to imperceptible as far as like the characters, um, mm-hmm. this, this character of the comic book, uh, store owner, is this, uh, this, this person like, uh, like I'm, I'm assuming I'm just guessing, is he like the comic relief type character? <laughs> yes, he Perfect. is. <laughs> Perfect. Those, Absolutely. <laughs> for some reason, those are the ones I gravitate towards every time. So I just kind of felt it. <laughs> he is, but he, he has words of wisdom for her as well. It's not like he's not just a Oh, so a he's ball. kind of the Giles, too? <laughs> yes, okay. yes. I would say a good Buffy reference. <laughs> I, I tried to work it in an everyday conversation. <laughs> oh, me too, me too. It kind of goes over a lot of people's head, though, unfortunately. <laughs> too many, too many people's <laughs> Too <heads>. many people. <laughs> I, I'm going to be meeting Nicholas Brendan, who plays Xander, on Saturday. Is there anything you want me what? to pass along? Oh my god, that's amazing! Yeah, how are you? Are you going to a convention or? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty afraid. I'm just gonna geek out and not get to ask anything I want to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I swear, if I'm, I met Sarah Michelle Gellar, I just feel like you made my whole childhood. Like, oh, I love you. Like yeah. that was one of the first empowering female characters. Like I, I just looked up to and loved so much. Like in Joss Whedon, like, ugh, like. He's yeah, amazing. you can't go wrong with Joss Whedon. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if I met Joss Whedon, I might just never do anything ever again. Like, that's it. Nothing's going to top this. There's no point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, Mike, no. drop. <laughs> I yeah. agree. I just feel like you basically made my whole childhood. So thank you. I don't know <laughs> right. what else to say to you. <laughs> yeah. I just try to glean as much talent from you as I can just by standing next to you. <laughs> Let it rub off a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> So when you were writing the character of Phoebe, did you, were you looking to like make a strong, well, she's, she's agoraphobic, so she has this kind of built-in weakness. Were you looking to turn her into like this strong female character? Yeah, I mean, that's her struggle, basically. Like, Mm -hmm. I want her to be, um, to overcome this, this weakness, because she does have it in her, and, um, you know, and she's strong in another, a lot of other ways, which is, um, like, in the short and in the feature, she, her father's agoraphobic as well. And, but he has a, he has a, a more serious um, degree of it. So, he, you know, she takes care of him in that way. So she really is a strong character and she's just trying to battle this mental disorder. So I, I did try to make her like a character who is struggling, but she's, but she does overcome it. And I just, you know, I didn't want her to make her a weak character so much that, you know, but she does overcome her disorder. Hopefully. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if I gave it away. Crap. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but when, when this gets made, cause I'm already banking on this project getting done, we're going to do everything we can to help support, uh, this getting oh, thank made you so much. <laughs> if, uh, do you have ideas for like, you know, the next movie or the next, the next step in the story? Oh, <laughs> not yet. Mostly just getting the feature made. Right yeah. now, it's like I'm trying to get the short made, and then and then the feature. So, kind of. Yeah, too too far ahead, right? Yeah, baby steps right now. But <laughs> I do I do see this as like, you know, a really amazing film. So I really hope that 
you know, people believe in it, the idea enough to, to support us and make this happen. Well, yeah, we'll do our best. I know we only have a couple of days left, but we'll push as hard as we can with, the, with as much time to get anybody listening or following us on Twitter to, to help. Thank sure. you. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, can I ask you about something that's in your, your IMDb? Sure. Uh, the short, is it a panties box? Yeah. <laughs> what can you, what is that about? It looks it looks creepy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was actually uh, my first short when I came up to uh, to LA and started going to UCLA. And that is about a girl who um, has a kind of rough family life, and she um, she imagines that she um, like she gets a, this box, and basically it's a play on Pandora's box where. Anything she wishes, like, um, comes out of the box or, you know, happens for her and um, and everything kind of unfolds from there. And you don't know. And I kind of play it where, like, you don't know if it's real or not. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was saying. That was one of the films that's in the magical realism genre. So it's a little bit of a play on Pandora's box. Okay. It look, yeah. It looks cool. Like, I, just a poster. I'm in. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Is that one the one with the goat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted stuff with, like, with, like, goat symbolism with, like, like satanism so Mm -hmm. it's like a symbolic uh image that's in the film like is this like box evil or you know is this a like evil benevolent spirit that's like kind of there or is it just all in her imagination so Hmm. where can uh where can somebody find some of the films that you've been in oh actually that's online um everything um i've most of the stuff i've done is on vimeo so um, the two magical realism films I was talking about are on Vimeo. So that's Panties Box. And then one of them, the other one is uh, Foxglove. Um, and that's a f- five minute short I did um, back in 2012, four years ago. So both those films are on, on my Vimeo page. Okay. We'll put a link in our show notes. Uh, so people okay, can find awesome. it. And now I can find it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. <laughs> So going going back, I have one quick question for you too, because uh, in looking at the casting, I love the idea that you have. You know, the what's the uh, the girl Katina? Is that her name? Katia. Katia. Um, I like the fact that there is like a young child, especially in the situations that you explain, because children tend to recognize disorders more. I, I don't know, like more in depth to it than an adult would. Mm-hmm. They're able to see it as a lesser disability and more of an interesting additive to a character. Um, how is it working with something like that or it's adding a child's perspective into a dreamlike situation? You know, I've, I'm actually glad you asked that question because I was talking about Panties Fox and Fox Cub, And so, um, this has always kind of been a theme with stuff I've written. Um, I remember I was saying, like, back when I did those shorts, I, like, child um, actors are, like, uh, like it's a, it's a challenge working with, you know, child actors. And I was like, I'm never going to, like, cast a child again in my films again. But they're always such <laughs> interesting characters for me to, to write because I've always been interested in, like, child psychology and how children handle adult concepts because they see the world in such a different way than we do. Because, like, they're not fully developed yet, and they don't really know how, like, fucked up the world can be yet, basically. Yeah, they're, they're not as jaded. <laughs> they're not as jaded. And, um, you know, and I, tr- and I actually tried to explore that extensively in, um, in Foxglove. So, um, like I was saying on my Vimeo page, that movie is about 
two young girls, one's 10, one's like uh, five, six, and they're talking about the death of their grandmother and basically trying to rationalize like death and that they're never going to see their grandmother again. Um, and they talk about her and how like she used to talk to them about fairies and how she's always with them and stuff. And they kind of put it in a, in this fantasy, um, like they use like fantasy elements, like the fairies to kind of process the death of their grandmother. Um, so I kind of wanted to do that too with this comic book, uh, film because, you know, um, yeah, children see the world differently. Like they, like they would see Phoebe's disorder in a different way than like an adult would. So, and Phoebe instantly connects with this little girl because she sees herself in her and how like, you know, she used to be before she, you know, basically got all like all fucked up and got anxiety and um, like had all this fear of like of the world basically. So yeah, I don't know. I went on a tangent. Sorry, I don't know if that was any eloquent at all, but yeah. <laughs> also, like I um, you know, while you know, bef- with writing and acting, I'm also a nanny. That's kind of how I've been ma- making my my. My income since the day graduating. Job. The day job. Yeah, right. exactly. So I'm around children like all day, basically. And, you know, it's just always interesting, like talking to kids. It's always so refreshing and, you know, just how they see the world and how beautiful it is and how innocent they are. And <laughs> I, there's, there's a simplicity to it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking. Like some, go oh, ahead. Sorry. No, please go ahead. Yeah, I was just like, I talked to, um, like, one of the kids I watch, um, his name's Zuma, and he's four years old, and sometimes he just puts stuff, like, in such eloquent words, and he's so wise about, like, the world, because he just, it's just such an interesting perspective from kids, where sometimes they say something, I'm like, wow, that makes so much sense, that's just, like, <laughs> basic sense. <laughs> it's, like, so easy for them, like, it's just, that's all there is, it's, there's no, there's nothing to figure out, it's just there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, okay, so how many, so we're at the fifth right now. So you've got, when does the funding continue till? Uh, we have five more days. So, oh no, four more days now because it's what, the evening, Tuesday night. So as of tomorrow, we have four more days of the campaign left. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a good trek though. It's a very good trek to be on. Um. Okay, so we'll we'll definitely put all the the notes on there. Um, do you wanna do you wanna direct them again, like where to go on their Facebook and? Yeah, absolutely. So if you just go to um, www.imperceptiblefilm.com, it'll direct you um, right to the Indiegogo page, and um, we also have a Facebook page. So if you just go to um, to Facebook and look up Imperceptible, it should be the first page that comes up. And, um, I, we post updates every single day and, um, and, you know, if you donate as well, you'll get updates on the Indiegogo page every day and we will keep you up to date on like, you know, how much funding, like how funding's going, um, once we go into pre-production, production, and then post and obviously then completing the film and sending it off to sending it to as many people as I can to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I want to. I, I wish I had the day job where I could come to the, you know, donate enough to come to the, the party. <laughs> <laughs> 
The party. Yeah, the, the party perk where you come to the private screening and then there's a party with drinks oh, and Oh, yeah, exactly. The screening party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'll probably invite you guys anyway because oh. they're awesome. And you guys are having me on your podcast. Dave's you like, guys yes, definitely in. Come. And you love Buffy, so, I mean, that's already, like... A plus. <laughs> I know I'm sitting here going, oh, Dave's made his match, man. <laughs> Mention Buffy. Dave's, Dave's set. <laughs> uh, awesome. Can I, can I, before we let you go, can I ask you a little bit about what, what aspect of of this do you, do you enjoy the most? Obviously, you do all of it. You're writing, you're directing, and you're acting. Is there one particular you're you're liking more than the other? Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, I have to say writing's probably the hardest yeah. but I would say it's probably like like I mean acting's pretty gratifying too like once you really know like a character and you feel like you're you're really feeling like it's really hard I, I, but like <laughs> writing I would say just because it's so hard it's so hard and then like and like once if like I feel like I write something that really like speaks to people mm-hmm. like there's no better feeling in the world than that when you wrote this did it was it like it just it just poured out of you or did you kind of have to like structure it like a like an outline and then fill it in? Oh, you de- I had to structure it. Yeah. There was no way I was going to write a, a word of this without structuring it out. <laughs> sure. Like that's the no, that's like the worst thing you can do. Like unless you're some like prodigy or Aaron Sorkin. Like, you're right. <laughs> so yeah, I did an outline first. Um, and you know character bios and I did a lot of research on agoraphobia before I even wrote a single page sure sure did you like like a one notebook for each character like like JK Rowling or <laughs> sort of yeah. yeah I mean I wrote most of this in May um on note cards and okay. so yeah mostly index cards <laughs> yeah like uh, anytime I would talk to a writer I like to figure out how they they process because everyone's different everyone works differently like uh, I've never written anything worth anything, but if I have an idea, like I write and they'll just kind of pour, usually it's after the gym. Like I go to the gym and then all of a sudden I get all these ideas, whether it's endorphins or whatever, I don't know what, but I get all these ideas and I just kind of type it all out and see what I have. And then, and then I would get a structure like out of one paragraph or something like out of an idea. And oh, so nice. I kind of like to see what other people do too. Cause you know, some, it works. You for know, some- Sometimes when I'm, like, about to go to sleep, like, um, you know, I'll have, like, a lot of ideas that come in my head. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I'm about to go to sleep. and Yeah. Um, so I try to keep a notepad by my bed, and I, like, will write stuff, like, so I don't forget it the next morning. Mm-hmm. And then I type it in my computer, basically, the next day if I think the idea is worth anything. If I don't, I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to scrap that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. <my idea. laughs> I've actually heard stand-up comedians do that a lot, too. Like, if they think of a joke, they always have to have something by their bed or they, uh, you know, they just, just forget it. Yeah. Well, that, there's actually research behind that, like, scientific um, research that I've done um, where, like, you're about to get in the dream state because, like, you're about to go to sleep. So that's when your mind's kind of churning, like, creatively. Mm-hmm. So it's always good to keep, like, a notepad or something by your bed because apparently, like, according to statistics in our body chemistry, like, that's when the most creative ideas come. That makes, like when you're about to go to bed. Makes sense. Better than my after-the-gym idea that I had. That's probably true, though, too. If you're getting a lot of endorphins, like, you got the blood, like, running and stuff, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, um, well, I'm excited for this. I, I, I really want to help. Or we're going to do our best to get, get anybody behind this that we can. 
Um, so we'll have the links in the show notes for everybody listening that they can find it. We're also going to tweet it out and on our Facebook page, we'll do that as well. So everybody can find it. You have four days left. So we're, we're going to push hard to get this made and cause I, I really want to see it and uh, I really want to go to the party too. So, <laughs> but, but more so. I know I we need to... a movie for the yeah. screening party. We need something to screen guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, um, can, uh, I don't know if you want to, can people follow you on Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. My name is, um, Alexis Shack on Twitter. I, I'm trying to be better with it. I'm probably more of a Facebook person, but I'm trying to be better about Twitter. So we do have that. And then we also have an imperceptible page, um, on Twitter. So, and, uh, is your Facebook, is that like a fan page or is that your personal? For imperceptible? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean for fan. that's the one where you post the imperceptible ones where you're posting all the news and all that, right? Yes. Gotcha. And then no, that's my personal Alexa Shack is my personal okay. Twitter. But Perfect. I made that way more complicated than it had to be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh thank you so much for coming on. And uh once we hit the goal, we're gonna have you back on again while you're doing production and everything so that we can talk talk to you and see how it's going. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, of course. I'd love to keep everyone up to date on on the What's going on? And we hope to go into production soon. Oh, I, I need to ask since there's a picture of this person, uh, the, the the drawing that we were talking about before. Uh-huh. Um, is is that the costume too? The costume idea? Yes. That's that's exciting, right? Yes. Got to be. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that is the costume idea. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, and uh, we can't wait to thank talk you. to you soon. All right, there it is. That's our interview with Alexa Shackelford. I love saying that name, by the way. Uh, she's very cool, and we are we are stoked to have her on the show. Um, Imperceptible Film, Imperceptible Co. or at Imperceptible Co. on Twitter is if you want to catch up out there or Facebook. Search for Imperceptible, and you'll find it. I found it; it's pretty easy. Uh, otherwise, she is at Alexa Alexa Shack. On Twitter as well, if you want to follow her there. Again, all of this will be in the show notes, so it'll be right there laid out for you at AtomicKingdom.com, or right there if you hit the info button when you're listening to the podcast, it'll pop up right there. See, we have sound effects now. It's it's very very cheap. (laughs) Maybe we need an Indiegogo to get real sound effects. No, Dave. Yours Yours is classic. Right. Right. Nothing would stand up to comparison of yours. It's no, it's no Michael Caine impersonation, which I can't do right now. <laughs> Please don't. I can't at the moment. Um, so yes, Alexa Shackelford. We were yeah, imperceptible is the name of the movie. Indiegogo, find it. Click on the link. Give them ten, fifteen. You know, do your best. You know, everybody's struggling. You know, we we know nobody's made of money. So support the film in any way you can. It's just a cool thing to do. Uh, for people that are trying to be creative and trying to get their thing made. And this is a cool sounding project. So uh, we, we, we are definitely full force behind it. Four days left. So jump on it as soon as you can uh, and help out, tweet it out, share it with your friends, let them know what you're doing and get them to help as well. You know, that's how this thing works. It's all, all word of mouth. Um, because you're such cool listeners and you do back the things that we enjoy and that we try to help, uh, we are giving away an exclusive Entertainment Earth, Batman, the animated series, Dorb's figure thingy. Uh, this is an Entertainment Earth exclusive. You're not going to be able to get it anywhere else but from them. And you can't get it from them because of the pre-sale sold out. 
There is none available to even pre-order, which comes out this month. So, uh, yeah. Easiest way to do it, go to TommyGames.com. Right there on the front of the page, you can see the picture of it. Click in there, and there's three ways to enter. Um, I, I should have that loaded up so I can tell you the three ways you can enter. You follow us on Twitter. You go to our Facebook page, and then you tweet out that you entered into the contest, and those are three entries into the contest. That's pretty pretty easy to do. There's ten days left as of the release of this. You know, you have until uh, Saturday, the April fifteenth. Uh, let me get you an exact date because <laughs> that is more helpful. Saturday, the sixteenth. Um, so you want to do it now and you can do it every day. You can enter every day. So multiple entries to help get in. It's super easy. It costs you nothing. Plus he's adorable. It's Batman. I keep wanting, I'm like, oh, I work here. I can't, but yeah, he's adorable. (laughs) Let me live vicariously through you. It's Batman, the animated series, the Batman everyone loves. Can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with that. He's adorable. That's right. all that matters. I mean, you can be a super uber Batman fan, but when he's adorable Batman, it just adds that next layer of, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And you could yep. just, yeah, you just get it, put him on your desk, leave him in the box, you know, do whatever you do. But then you know it's exclusive. You, you know, you're one of a few that have it as well. Right. So enter now, atomicheven.com, right there in the front of the page, there's a little banner. Right there in the middle. Can't miss it. Underneath our logo. Click there. Click in the box to enter in. You can enter in, like I say, every day. Do it. Do it now. Uh, we are on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom. We're on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. You want to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff because I will be at Wizard World Madison this Saturday. Taking all kinds of cool pictures and stuff like that. I'll be sitting in on a couple Doctor Who panels. Uh... Mar- there's a Marvel one and all kinds of cool stuff. So I have all kinds of stuff to talk about and hopefully have pictures of come the post weekend time frame era. Yeah, that, that was a big jumbled, jargled group of words. Love it. Uh, if you want to email us, info at atomicheekdom.com is where you can find us. Again, find us on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Uh, subscribe to the Two Broke Geeks podcast. Uh, they are also part of the Atomic Kingdom family, and they're cool people, so do that now. Um, leave a review while you're there, just because that helps everyone out if you do that. Uh, yeah, I think that is all for us tonight. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, go ahead and watch the finale of The Walking Dead, and be as disappointed as the world. No one, yeah. No, one, no one's happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not not the best finale. Don't get me started. <clears throat> uh, sad. Yeah, it's you know we're now ten months away from seeing anything. That's not seven good. seven months for Black for uh for Walking Dead coming back. So yeah, well, just a couple weeks or a week from Fear the Walking Dead at least. Yeah, this this Saturday, uh, Sunday. There you go. The tenth. This Sunday, the tenth. I'm actually. At least we get some zombie like things <laughs> right and then game of thrones too so oi too much tv so little time all right guys thanks so much for listening again check out imperceptible the film uh alexa shackleford is her name 
Thank you so much for joining us tonight, and we will see you all again next week. Jenny, the last word is... Rockstar. Rockstar.